Uh, we're in the series called Habits, and really what we've been doing is we're talking about this idea that we all have habits in our lives. And what we want to do with habits, maybe in the moment here, is we want to break bad ones, keep good ones, and start new ones. And the, the idea behind this is that in your mind, you have an idea that one day, I want to be somebody. For kids, you're like, hey, when I grow up, and some, some adults are like, hey, when I grow up, I want to be like this. And we also have this idea that God has an idea of who he wants us to become. And our habits are, are either making us or breaking us. They're helping us become that person we want to become. They're bringing us closer to God. And so these habits that we're talking about are building something in our lives. And, and here's what I want you to know. Is I don't want you to have a generic version of your life. I don't want you to get to the end of your life and one day look back and say, Man, that was like the wish Walmart version of my life. I want you to have the best version of your life. God wants you to have the best version of your life. Because generic, let's be real, sometimes generic doesn't cut the deal. And you guys know this, in supermarkets or like Aldi, there, there's generic and there's name brand, all right? The aisle that makes the biggest difference is the cereal aisle. So growing up, I always wanted name brand cereal. My mom's like, no, we're not a name brand cereal kind of house. And then I grew up, I said, one day when I get a big boy job, I'm going to buy me some name brand cereal, all right? And then I started seeing the prices of name brand cereal. I said, nope, those fruit, those far out fruities will do just fine, all right? No, no fruit loops. But we don't want a generic version, right? So I, I love this cereal aisle. Next time you go to Aldi, check it out. So we got fruit loops. They're like, no, we'll be re real creative. Far out fruities, right? Far out fruities. And if you go, if I go back here, you even notice, right? Look how bright those are. This is some like leftover paint dye in the paint like cup, right? It doesn't even look bright. And then there's Apple Jacks. I loved Apple Jacks growing up. I loved it. But like, hey, forget Apple Jacks. We got Apple Orbits. Who needs the Jacks? We got the Orbits, baby, right? And then there's this. No, no Cocoa Pebbles, you know, chocolate milk that's created. No, we'll give you some Cocoa Nuggets. And my favorite generic name of all time, hey, we don't need Rice Krispies. We got Crispy Rice, right? That sounds like someone's rap name, Crispy Rice up in here, right? That's who I should have dressed up as. But here's the thing about generic, and here, here's the deal, adults. You know this to be true. You know it, but you don't, you'll act like you don't. Generic is not as good as the name brand. You know that. Come on. You know it, right? And so here's the deal. I judge food on one thing, the aftertaste. The aftertaste makes or breaks the food. So the cereal, it looks the same. You put it in your mouth, it might even feel the same. But you take a bite and it goes down your throat and there's that little aftertaste. I call it generic. The generic aftertaste. And you know it's not real. Maybe some of you, maybe, I don't know, are just settling for the generic version of your life. Like God's looking at your life and like, hey man, I don't want to make you Aldi brand. Aldi's great. It tastes good. But when it comes to cereal, man, no, no. I don't want to make you crispy rice. I want to make you rice crispy, man. Come on. I, I want to do something amazing in your life. And often our habits sabotage our lives. So we've been looking at all these habits. But today, we're going to look at the habit that is most practical from birth to death. And that is looking at our words. So like the video said, my big fat mouth has gotten me in more trouble than anything in my entire life. I, never, I don't really break laws. I do speed a little bit. All right, cops, don't pull me over here, right? I do speed. Uh, I didn't get in much trouble as a kid, but I got constantly in trouble over and over again because of my mouth. My mouth would get me in trouble. And maybe you're like this. Does anybody come from a family that just says whatever's on their mind? That's how my family is. And so imagine that. You got everybody in the family who just says whatever they want. So do you know how Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter goes? 
someone leaves fighting and mad at each other every single holiday because of our mouths, right? And sometimes I'm that person that gets everybody in trouble. And when I think about my mouth and my words, I think back to the time I was with a group of friends. And we had all our, our, all our guy friends were there, and this one guy comes in. And it's the one guy, guys, you know what I'm talking about, who's always talking about his girlfriend. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you can't just hang out with the guys. He's just always got to talk about his girlfriend. So he starts talking about his girlfriend. Well, news flashed to him. No one in the group liked his girlfriend, right? We were like, hey, if you break up with her, none of us will ever be offended, right? And so he starts talking about her, and I know her, and I didn't like her. So I send a text to my buddy across the room and said some really, I won't put it, I won't say it, but I, I texted. I didn't have a smartphone, so I slid up the keyboard and like, yeah, boom, 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 and texted, right? And, and I said something really mean, not very nice at all, right? And I noticed real quickly, the text never got to the attended person. I went to the friend who was talking about his girlfriend that I was talking about. I texted the wrong person. And he looks at me, and his mouth just kind of drops. And I'm like, dude, I can't even lie. I don't know. I don't know. That's all I said. I didn't know what to say. I don't know. To this day, he went on to marry that girl, has a kid with that girl. To this day, she can't stand me, right? So I lost a friend that day. But let me ask you this question. Well, he's still my friend. He just has a bad wife. Okay, no, no, beside the point. Beside the point, right? All right. Let me ask you this. Have your words... Or have you ever said something that got you in trouble? Just raise your hand now. Raise your hand, right? You said something, got you in trouble, and as soon as you said it, you're like, I wish I didn't say it. I, I wish it didn't come out, but it did. I wish I could take it back. I, I said it in frustration. I said it in anger. I, I said it when I was upset. I said it when I was stressed. You know the time when I say things I, I don't like? Or want to say when I'm hangry, right? I, when I'm hangry or when I'm hot and hungry, I will say things that I don't want to say at all. We all say things that, that we don't want to say. We all have words in our lives that come out. We're like, man, I just wish that didn't happen. And here's the reality I want you to leave today understanding is our words matter. What you speak and what you say, it matters. And when I say words, we have to, it's 2022, so we got to be very specific because you'll look for loopholes. You're like, hey, I didn't say it. I just texted. So here's where we go. When I say words, I say what we speak, what we text, some of y'all right here, what you post, okay, we'll just leave it at that. What you tweet, right, the little Twitter bird up there, right? What, what we spread, so the gossip we spread, and what we write. So any type of communication is what we're talking about, that our words matter, that our words have purpose and they're meaningful, and something happens when our words come out of our mouth or hit the keyboard, right? And so I want to show you a couple Bible verses, because the Bible talks about this a lot. Of all the topics, words is mentioned so many times. If you go to this book called Proverbs, I call it the Old Testament Twitter account by King Solomon. It's like an Old Testament Twitter account, right? He, he was just real short. It's real small. And, and like two lines, it can change your life. And here's what it says. It says, the words of the reckless pierce like swords. So your words are literally like going into someone and stabbing them. But the tongue of the wise, what's it bring? It brings healing. healing. The soothing tongue is a tree of, but a perverse tongue, the spirit. Right? What else is said? I like this one. This is kind of a blanket one. It's like, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. So when you talk bad about LeBron, don't let it come out of your mouth or any athletes, right? But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Don't let any. While we're on, while we're on this, I just got to address, I will never be man enough not to admit that my sports teams are the best sports teams, all right? So I'm just going to address that. I gotta, had to get that out. But don't let any unwholesome talk. So our words matter. The Bible tells us all these different verses. So here's what I want to do today. I want to leave with a very specific goal. We want to do something. We want to break something. We want to build something, right? We want to break the habit 
of careless words. We want to break the habit of just speaking words and thinking they don't matter. And we want to build the habit of intentional words. So everybody say build. Build. And we, everybody say break. We're breaking away from the bad ones and we're keeping the good ones. Our words matter. And I think what happens so much, do you know this, that the average person, it's just estimated, it speaks around 10, 15, 20, 25,000 if you talk a lot, a day. Now, the average male will speak around 7,000 words a day, right? That's the average male. Some of you are like, hey, my husband doesn't say 7,000 words in a week, right? But the average male. Now, females, women, your number is a lot, lot higher, but I'm just going to keep that. I'm not going to tell you the number. Women speak a lot more words per day, science says, so don't get mad at me. But a lot of our communication happens behind something like this. And I think these things, phones and texting and posting, Instagram, social media, you know, whatever you post on, TikTok, dance, so many of our words are behind the screen nowadays. So many of our communication is behind the screen. And that, that really creates two issues. One, we don't know how to communicate with somebody. But two, you can kind of be a keyboard warrior, can't you? You can hide behind your screen and you can really say whatever you want without realizing the ramifications of the words coming out of your your fingertips or, or your mouth, right? Talk to a teacher. They'll tell you about something called cyberbullying. Cyberbullying is through the roof, right? Cyberbullying in schools is so bad that we, behind, we hide behind the screen. And really the screens create us being careless with our words. But what we're going to find real soon is that we need to be intentional with our words because something happens when we speak. Again, uh, and you go back to the Old Testament Twitter and Proverbs, there was a king named King Solomon. King Solomon was the wisest person in the Old Testament. Wisest person, uh, I say, besides Jesus, to ever live. And he was writing one day, and he says this, From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. Listen to this. The tongue, so our words, or whatever the definition of words we're using, has the power of what? Life. And... And those who love it will eat its fruit. In the tongue, in your mouth, in your words, there is power. There's power of life and death. That when something happens when, when we let our words out in the world, and I say this the way, when you speak something, it unleashes something. When you speak something, it unleashes something. There's no real neutral words, right? It, it, there's that when we say something, it unleashes something. And Solomon says it's either going to be life. It's going to be life bringing. It's going to be encouraging. It's going to be peaceful. It, it's going to be you matter statements. It's going to tell people they're doing good. It, it's it's going to be unifying. And then there's life, words of death. And it's going to be hateful and judgmental. And it's going to cre- dis- not create unity. It's going to create chaos and, and pain. And he's like, when you speak, something is unleashed. Something happens that your words aren't neutral that there's power in in our words and that our words matter you ever wonder why you say something and you wish you didn't say because it lands on someone and it hurts someone you never regret saying the words of life you always regret the words of death and when they when they land when someone hears them you have no you have no control what happens when they're unleashed you have no control of how people take them but they matter and i think there's something that we forget i think we forget how much they matter. And I, I really do, I gotta, I gotta pick a bone with this phrase in a second because I really think it has a lot to do with this phrase. I'll say it and you finish it. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but everybody knows that. I think Nate said, quote this week, everybody says that. Everybody says that, right? Everybody knows sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. 
I'm going to tell you really now, that's like the most famous verse, well, one of the most famous quotes of all time. It's a lie, right? It's, it's the worst advice ever. I've had a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries. Look, my, my thumb can do this, guys. Like, like, I've had reconstructive, I had called it the plunger thumb, right? Reconstructive hand surgery. Couldn't move my hand for eight months, okay? Eight months. I've had sur- like five, six, seven surgeries, knee surgeries, you know, arm surgeries, hand surgeries, all kinds of surgeries, head surgeries. I don't remember any of that pain, none of it. But I remember words spoken to me that hurt. Six and stones might break my bones. Sure. But words hurt even worse, don't they? You know this. If you think back at your life, our life has been shaped by words spoken to us, over us, and about us. If I was to go, if I was to give you a sheet of paper and say, hey, write down the, the most hurtful thing anybody's ever said to you. I bet you you could do it in 10 seconds. I bet you. What about good words spoken over you? I bet you can remember that. Our life has been shaped by, by words. I would even go as far as this, that when you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you're like, man, I look good or man, I don't look good. The way you see yourself is probably by words spoken over you, to you, about you, maybe to yourself, maybe you've spoken to yourself. The way you, your marriage is probably shaped by words. The way you parent and the way your relationship with kids is probably shaped, shaped by words, spoken to your kids, over your kid, about your kid. Right. And now maybe you're like me. Uh, growing up, when I hear you used to say someone say, hey, that hurt my feelings, I'd say, well, get tougher. <laughs> right? Stop being so sensitive. That's what I would say. Hey, they're just words, right? They're just words. I used to say that, and I was kind of dumb, and I said that, and I don't believe it anymore. And let me show you why. If you start looking throughout Scripture, the Bible, right, and the 66 books that collect the Bible and make up a collection of the Bible, you're going to see something, that words are powerful. If you go all the way back to the creation account, when, when God created the world and everything we see, and God did it, you know, six days and the seventh day he rested. Genesis 1 says this in the third line, and God did what? And God said, ooh, what, is, what does that mean? He spoke. What happened? Let there be light. And there was light. God spoke, and life was created in the world. God spoke, and life was created. And just a couple chapters later, in the same book in Genesis, the creation account, the serpent comes along, the sea, along and Adam and Eve was created, and the serpent comes around, and basically, what's the first thing he's going to do? It says, you know, it says the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. And one day, he asked the woman, notice what he's going to do. He's about to attack the words of God. Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? He goes on to basically continue to talk. And, and Adam and Eve believe these words of death. And what comes into the world? Death. So words in the Bible bring life and death. If you look at Jesus' miracles, many miracles were performed by Jesus speaking. Then you go to the crucifixion. Or right before the crucifixion, Judas. You know how Judas betrayed Jesus? With his words. Words have life and death in them. So let's talk about that. Why, 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 why are they so powerful? Well, let's look at it. One, you can't take them back. I, I need somebody. Can you come up here real quick, Mike, for me? Five seconds, yeah. Everybody give Mike a round of applause. Mike is dressed up as Vin Diesel this, this Halloween, and he looks good at it. All right. All I need you to do is when I say Go. I need you to squeeze that on here as fast as I can, you can, but not yet. Okay. So you can't take words back. So imagine these are all words. This is old school, old school lesson, but go squeeze it. Squeeze it fast, right? Squeeze it, squeeze it. Yeah. Round of applause. Good job, Mike. Keep going. All right. It's all out, Rob. Okay. 
Now take this. I need to use this later. Thank you very much. All right, Mike. So it's out there. He can't, and now what I want you to do, you got enough, how much time you got on your hands? You got 18 minutes? Okay, cool. Can you put that back in there? No, just keep going. No, just try. Just try. Thank you. Okay. Give Mike a round of applause. There you go. Right? And this is an old lesson. Again, I know it's so simple, but it's, it's kind of fun to do. Uh, it's simple, but this is our words. So when you speak them, as much as you regret them, as much as you wish you... Thank you for doing that, Mike. As much as you want to take them back, as much as you don't wish you didn't say them, once they're out there, guess what you can't do? Can't take them back. It's... Just like you can't put this toothpaste back in here. And we're like, well, we learned that as a kid. And we learned that as, you know, kids. And we're like, well, did we forget it from like 8 years old to 28 to 38? Because sometimes we act like we can't, we act like we can take them back. But you can't take them back. And I've got toothpaste all over my hands here. You can't take them back. And why else are words so powerful? Words are not equally weighted. What do I mean by that? They're not equally weighted. They're not equally weighted with the source who says the words. But also, they're not equally weighted in the way our mind works. It takes so many more positive words to outweigh one negative. I know for me, I can hear a thousand good things. It drives my wife nuts. I can hear a thousand good things. One negative thing, you know what I, I dwell about for a week? The one negative. But they're also, only, they're also not equally weighted by the source. What do I mean by that? When someone you love, someone you trust, someone you look up to speaks something, and they say something that brings death, doesn't that hurt a lot more when your parents speak? Parents, do you know how much your words matter to your kids? It's like 5,000 pound weights, right? Or spouses, our words matter so much to our spouses. I, words aren't equally weighted. You can't take them back as much as you want to. And sometimes they're not, they're not equally weighted. Negative, it takes a lot more positive outweigh the negative. The source matters when we're speaking. But maybe you know all that. And maybe you're here like, hey, you know, I don't watch my mouth. And I'm not even talking about swearing, right? We're just talking about words of life and death. You're like, I want to I tame my tongue. But you know what the Bible says about taming my tongue? It's like, it's, like, it's untamable. It's like the, it, the, the tongue can create just, it's like a small spark that creates a forest fire. It's untamable. It's so small in our body, but it, it, it controls our body. You're like, I want to tame it, and I don't want to say mean things. I don't want to be a jerk, but guess what? I just keep doing it. Well, why is that? Why, why is the tongue so hard to tame? And, and how do we start to tame it? Or where, does the, where do these words come from? That's a good question. Here's what Jesus said. He says, but the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart. heart. Uh-oh. I thought we were talking about words. And Jesus like, no, no, listen, listen. You think it's just words. Here's why words matter. Because what you say, it comes from the heart. It's stored up in you already. And these, what? What's stored up in your heart? The words? That's what, these defile them. What's defile mean? It means creates issues. What specifically creates issues with God. And why does it create issues with God? Because it creates issues with other people. God wants you to love him, wants you to love other people. But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart. And these defile him. Jesus is saying real simply, words are clues to what's inside of you. Words are clues to what's stored up in here. And what is stored up in here eventually comes out up here. It's not a word issue. It's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. That's why it sabotages our life so much. 
Because where your heart is, is where your life will go. And what's in here will come out of here. So if you're like, hey, I'm just negative. You know why you're negative? You got it stored up in you. You know those negative people. I'm just critical because you got a critical heart, right? It's stored up in you. What's stored up in you comes out of you. If you're loving, uh, you see a loving person, it's because there's something loving stored up in them. They speak you matter into people because it's stored up in them. So what I want to do is I want to give us five quick ways to apply this to our lives. How do I change my words? How do I stop being so careless and start being intentional? And the first one is this. Ask God to search your heart. If words come from what's in here, then God, hey, you need to search it. Because here's, here's how my prayer goes. God, I need you today because sometimes I can be a jerk. I can be rude. I can be mean. I can say things to people, especially those I love the most that I don't really want to say. So God, search my heart. Clean my heart. Work in my life so I don't say the things that I don't want to say. God, help me. And search my heart so I can start watching my words. And I love this in the Psalms. It says this, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord. May my rock and my, my redeemer. May my words be pleasing to God. So he's, God, search my heart. Change my heart. One of the ver- prayers in the Bible says, Search me and change anything in me that you want to change. Search my heart. Here's another way. Put a filter on what you allow in your heart. Now, some of you, I see you on Instagram, I see you on TikTok, I see you on Snapchat. You got, you're pretty good at using those filters, man. You look good, right? You're good at using those filters. We're good at using filters on that platform, but we need to filter what's in here. If what's in us, if what's stored up in us comes out of us, then we need to guard our heart. The Bible says this, actually. It says, guard your heart above all else, because basically who you are flows from it. If you flow from what's in here, then you need to guard it. You need to be careful what's coming into your life. You need to be careful what you're allowing in. Because if you're allowing nasty, chaotic things in your life, negative, that's what's going to flow out of you. Because what you consume stays. What you consume stores. And what you store up comes out of you. So say, God, put a filter on my heart. Search my heart and put a filter on my heart and help me realize what I need to consume and what I need to put off. Now we get real practical. Realize not every thought... Needs to be expressed. Anybody with me on that? Hey, like, hey, I agree with that. Yeah, okay, good, right? Not every thought needs to be expressed. Now, this has been a hard lesson because I tell people, man, I, I got a lot to say. I got an opinion on just about anything. If you ask me long enough, I'll tell you. And Whitney tells me all the time, just because you think it doesn't mean you need to say it, right? So I need, I need to put that in my head. And so what happens is we, have, we all have opinions, right? You know, like we, we post on social media, like we're like the biggest, we have the biggest following in the world. Everybody follows us, right? Like, hey, I got I to gotta post about this because someone needs to know what I think about the McNuggets at McDonald's on the street, you know, down the road, right? So I'm going to post about it. But not every thought needs to be expressed. And here's what I think happens. You ever meet somebody who they're like, hey, I'm just blunt. Anybody, you ever met somebody? I'm just blunt. Just my personality trait. I, I just say the truth. You know what they're saying? Because I say that. You know what I'm saying when I allow myself to say that? I'm saying, heads up, I'm about to be a jerk to you. And you're going to take it because this is just the way I am, right? I'm going to say it very nicely. And we hide behind that facade. Well, I'm just blunt. I'm just honest. It's just who I am. I just say how I feel. And Jesus is like, listen, that's the problem, right? You're doing what you want to do. You need to change what's going on in here so you're not so blunt, so you're not so rude, so you're not so hurtful to people, right? And we, we can't hide behind the excuse. Well, it's just how I feel. Here's another practical one. Assume that everyone 
everywhere will hear what you, you, say, what you read, what your readers say. They, they will hear or read what you say. Sorry, I messed that up. Assume everywhere, everyone will hear what you say or write. Everyone will hear what you say or write. Everyone. So before you start to talk about someone, you're going to assume, hey, they're going to hear this. Before I start to post this on social media, I'm going to assume everyone's going to read it. And if you start doing this, I guarantee you it'll make you think twice. Ooh, probably shouldn't say that about my boy's girl because he's going to hear it and she's going to hear it. Probably shouldn't post that because someone I love is going to see it or hear it, right? You're going to assume that everyone will hear or read what you say. And then the final one is, I think it's so simple, but it's hard. Decide to speak life. You decide to do it. Decide to speak life. Say, you know what? This world, it, it, speaks, it speaks death everywhere. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to decide to speak life. And I got three little brackets here. Speak words of affection. That's hard, though. I don't do that. I'm not a lovey-dovey kind of feeling guy. I, you know, like I don't, I don't express my emotions like that. But you know what? I need to because I need not to hide behind that facade. Well, I just don't do that. I need to. Parents, especially men, our kids need to know that we love them. We need to tell them. So let me practice on you real quick. might be a little awkward. I love you guys. I don't know you that well, so there's really not a whole lot to love, but I love you guys, right? I love you. And I love being here, and I love this church. Speak words of affection. Speak words of encouragement. Let people know they're doing a great job. Hey, Rich, man, you're doing a great job. What are you doing? Hey, you're doing a great job. I know how far you guys have come. I see it posted. You're doing a great job. Keep doing it. Keep it up. There's people in here who are changing their lives, and we need to encourage them with our words. Hey, I see what you're doing. I see what's going on. Hey, I see you're a first-time parent. Awesome. I see what's going on. Encourage people. Speak life into them. Because you know what it does? You never know how a word of life can spark someone's journey. Maybe that's what they need to keep going. Speak words of encouragement. Speak words of faith. There's doubt everywhere. You know what? We, we believe God's going to move. We're going to speak it. Hey, God's going to continue to move in the next generation here. God's going to continue to grow in the church. He's going to continue to grow. You know what? I see that you're in a hard spot, but guess what? God's not giving up on you. He's going to continue to move in your life. We're going to speak faith. We're going to be a church that speaks life, of words of affection. We're going to tell each other we love you. Hey, maybe you don't say, I love you. Right? Just go, I love you. Y-A, right? It's a little bit easier, right? Words of encouragement. We're going to tell people, good job. We see you. And we're going to be right alongside of you. Speak words of faith. And my prayer today is that our tongue, we start to tame it little by little. That we break the habit of being careless and we build the habit of being intentional. Because your words really can steer the direction of your life. Your life can change when your words change because your heart changes. So my prayer for you is not that you just change your mouth. It's that you change your words. And here's